Hello, everybody. This is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim and another edition of the Grapefruit Agenda. Look at today's news items. Big news, little news, fake news, political news, undiscovered news. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's look is called Defund the Dupes from Big Philanthropy, or just Defund the Dupes. Mostly about the Alvin Bragg case in New York City. You know, we, we found that the attacks from big tech, big media, big pharma. We also have a big education now, messing with our kids in school. The boys are dressing in skirts and the girls are going to the boys' room and sh doing shot puts, messing with our schools. Big education, messing with our schools. But now, how about those private foundations, non-governmental organizations, the ones that are feeding all the migrants all over the country? Sometimes they're just proxies for the Democratic administration anyway. This is Joe Biden's cover. But now as a result of the Bragg New York City indictments, we have to look at big philanthropy. They got some real clear investigations, you know, real clear politics, great site on YouTube. They have an article called Big Philanthropy Advances as a Big Player in the Private Funding of progressivism. That's what's going on. The funding of progressivism. We can see it clearly with the Bragg case in New York City. How do we see it so clearly? Well, how could Bragg get away with doing this seven months after they brought it up the first time? What has changed? Bragg says he's got felonies now. We, we still don't know what the felonies are. Where are the felonies? Here's Politico. Politico is a left-leaning news source. Sometimes we quote it. Uh, Bragg's case against Trump hits a wall of skepticism, even from Trump's critics. That's what's news. We've got some Democrats kind of skeptical about this case. Geez, he's a presidential candidate. Any coincidence that the Democrats would like to bring him down? Any coincidence that the DAs in these major cities, like in Philadelphia and Chicago, New York, are radical Democrats? How are they radical Democrats? We know why. Why are they radical Democrats? Because it's inside them. But how? How is because they're funded by big philanthropy, like the guy in Tampa Bay. That was a great feather in the cap of DeSantis who fired the guy because he wouldn't follow through with the, the new abortion restrictions. Boom. And he says, well, I'm a Democrat. You're a Republican. You must have gotten me for political reasons. Now, it's not political that they're going after Donald Trump. Give me a break upon the bones. Alvin Bragg's case against Donald Trump, this is Politico, is running into a wall of skepticism, including from left-leaning legal experts, liberal pundits, and some of Trump's Republican detractors who have otherwise been eager to see him held accountable. Again, this is Politico, people. The arrangement of this indictment just seems so transparent. After the arraignment, there was a hangover. The hangover was fueled by burning questions about the prosecution's legal theories that Bragg has for now, now left largely unanswered. The legal theories are largely unanswered. The concerns were exacerbated by the noticeable absence of support and, in some cases, pointed skepticism about the case from many of Trump's critics in the legal community and Congress. Notice not too many people speaking out in support of Bragg's case. I don't hear Schumer. Pelosi said that Trump had to go into court to prove his innocence. That was a good one. In our new court system, you have to prove your innocence. Yeah, that's a new one. 
So some wondered why Bragg revived a case he had appeared to leave for dead just months ago. Others questioned the specifics, like how Bragg was able to elevate the, quote, falsification of business records, unquote, charges against Trump into felonies, a move that requires evidence that Trump attempted to conceal a second crime, particularly also that he's a state prosecutor and campaign violations would be federal violations, wouldn't they? This is what they call the bootstrap theory, making making misdemeanors into felonies and making state charges into felonies, kicking them up a notch, while at the same time Bragg, this DA who's sponsored by Soros, who wants to see all black people out of jail because it's mass incarceration, he spends $220 million on black-led racial justice groups. This is Soros. This is the Open Society Foundation by George Soros. So he creates two uh, NACP, BLM, and a group called Black Voters Matter, yeah, the Equal Justice Initiative. This is Soros. George has got family doing this, too, the son of George Soros. We rely on the New York Post. We love the New York Post. It's the direct enemy, the, the adversary of the Washington Post and the New York Times, the New York Post. Son of George Soros scoring easy White House access records show. This is George's son. So we're going to talk about George a lot. Alexander. Alexander, that's his name? That's, that's his name. That's a good, good uh, Romanian-sounding name. Hungarian? Hungarian-sounding name. A son of billionaire, George Soros has quietly become a de facto White House ambassador, making at least 14 visits there on behalf of the far-left kingmaker since President Joe Biden took office. Records reviewed by The Post show. Alexander Soros, a prolific Democrat fundraiser. Let me add the word radical. Radical Democrat fundraiser in his own right. Likes to boast about his relationship with world leaders and social media. Scored at least a dozen meetings with the White House officials in 2022. People, when we talk about George Soros contributing to his uh, color of change, we're talking about his son and the whole Soros mob. Soros on steroids. And so that's how Bragg gets the chutzpah, the guillons, the testosterone, to indict Trump. So others question the specifics about the falsification of business records becoming a felony. Still others focused on the delay in bringing charges six years after the core underlying conduct and anticipated seven months after they bailed out and anticipated that Trump will seek to toss the case for exceeding the statute of limitations. Statute of limitations is in there. Despite the assessment of some legal experts that the case is not time barred. Well, that's an argument to be made. So we see these people looking at the charges, even anti-Trump people, and really being skeptical. But I want to go back to the George Soros angle. George Soros, born Hungarian, whispers that he was uh, anti-Semitic because he was messing with the Germans during World War II. It's a possible connection there. George Soros. So he's backing the radical DAs in our big cities. Now, is there any connection between the increase in crime in some of these cities, Philadelphia, Chicago, L.A.? New Orleans, now is the murder capital of the, the country, all have Democrat DAs, prosecuting attorneys, radical DAs. So here, Kim Fox in Chicago. Kim Fox in Chicago got $300,000 from a George Soros-sponsored group. George Gascon in L.A., millions of dollars from Soros-sponsored groups. Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, where they're just killing people right and left. Anybody have kids that go to Temple University getting shot out there right and left? They have $1 million. $1 million. $1 million went to Bragg, Alvin Bragg, New York City. Ever heard of him? Now we do. 
Maybe that's why Bragg is doing it. No, no, Bragg is doing it because his group, his group is getting $1 million. What's the group? The group is called Color of Change, a political action committee. It's a PAC. But it's for the reduction of sentences or even arrests if you are a person of color in New York City. And it doesn't stop there. How about Bodine in San Francisco? Kathy Bodine. Kathy Bodine was in the SDS. She was involved in the Brinks robbery up in Nyack, New York. A couple of cops got killed, shot dead. Bodine. This is Bodine, Kathy Bodine's son, uh, and the dark money he got from George Soros. Unbelievable amount of money coming from the Soros contributions. Color of change. Too many black people in prison. Must be too many black people in prison because, well, they didn't commit all the crimes, did they? Color of change. Uh, it's 500,000. Now I'm reading 500,000 to brag. My bad. I said a million. It's only 500,000. From the Color of Change support group, $500,000 went to brag. Okay. Source contributors. Uh, he's got a group called Contributors to Democracy. That's a pack. Another pack. These are all packs, so you can have this uh, the hidden behind the curtains look. We don't have him personally the responsible. Is he handing packs of $50 bills to these people? Mm, it gets more sophisticated than that, grapefruiters. And here's, here's Trump. I mean, he's doing the right thing. He's not really pissing anybody off. Walking in, the flying up there, goes back at night, and then they, they criticized Slim Jim, they criticized Trump for not being very energetic at the speech he gave the night after he flew back and forth on the coast and spent an hour in, under the, like Jesus on the hill, getting nailed. Speaking of nailed, he mentioned something about Bragg. Bragg hates him. The Trump hates him. Uh, the, uh, the judge hates him. Judge actually got the Trump organization and a couple of million dollars from the, the uh, business records. Maybe they took a little tax thing about a year ago. So this same judge is there. There's no contradiction there, is there? Is there any prejudice against Trump, even though the judge already prosecuted Trump's business? How about the judge? The judge has got a daughter. This is just coincidence, folks. It's not really causation. Judge Mershon's daughter worked on the Biden campaign. She worked very closely with Kamala Harris. How is that a conflict of interest? No. Bragg's wife tweeted when he put the indictment up, when Bragg put the indictment up, Bragg's wife tweeted, we got him nailed. We got him nailed. The judge, judge's, judge's wife, judge's daughter worked for Biden and the campaign, and Bragg's wife said we got him nailed. Now, is this not a conflict of interest? Do you see where we're going with this? Then we go to the Mar-a-Lago raid. Who contributed to the impetus that the FBI should go down there with uh, half a battalion, maybe a battalion that they they could have used back at the airport in Kabul? <laughs> Trump Trump caused the the massacre and the chaos in the Afghanistan airport. Are you kidding? So they could have used those FBI agents at the airport when those poor Afghanis were taken off with no military backing because military had already left. So maybe they could have used those people here at Mar-a-Lago to defend against the FBI. Is the, is the FBI, is the FBI politicized? So if all these issues are coincidental, then they couldn't be politicized, could they? It's just that the crimes were committed. The crimes, have they, have they exhibited one piece of high, high toxic communications or high level documents that are classified to an nth degree that should be considered as stolen, intentionally stolen from the White House? Have we seen any, heard of any? Were they nuclear bomb secrets? 
with a combination to a safe, which included the, the codes to the nuclear bomb phones. Huh? Did we know that? No, we don't know any of that. How about Georgia? Georgia and Georgia, the FBI and Fannie. Fannie's another one who receives money from the color of change. So Fannie is going to, she's going to prosecute just like Bragg. She's going to prosecute because Donald Trump asked if they could be a little bit more skeptical. They could have a little more scrutiny over some of the votes they may have been missing. As a matter of fact, six months later, maybe a year and six months later, Raffensperger, Secretary of State of Georgia, actually admitted that there were some discrepancies in the voting totals. There were some discrepancies. Kemp, the governor, governor of Georgia, admitted some discrepancies. There were some discrepancies. They didn't want to look too deeply into it. That would mean they have to get their fingers wet and the can of worms. Better shine it on, they said. But Fannie wants to bring charges too. Why? Because of the color of change. She was the one that got 500000 from the color of change. Soros contributions. Big philanthropy, folks. Big philanthropy. Another source we like, Grapefruiters, the Real Clear Investigations. The Real Clear website has some mostly factual stuff. Great claims by pro and con, Democrat and Republican, left and right. So they're pretty clear, really pretty clearly unbiased. Who is, Slim Jim, who is really unbiased? I think... Nobody. The only th- the only thing that I think is unbiased is a grapefruit. That's the only thing that I <laughs> can see. Go. Everybody's got a bias. Let's just admit it, folks. Echoing the private financing of public ed- elections that critics saw as heavily favoring Democrats in 2020, some of America's richest foundations are pouring money into a similar effort again in the face of more organized conservative resistance. I maintain that the Republicans are much more awake and aware of the tricks that were played with big philanthropy, big tech big education, and big politics. It all started because of the pandemic. Yeah, it did. They had a, a source. They had the witch's brew, and everybody started drinking it. A nonprofit group called the Audacious Project. This comes from Gates, the Gates Foundation, Gates and MacArthur, Melinda Gates, and uh, they're not biased in any realm, are they? Yeah. Bridge, the Bridgespan Group, Planned Parenthood, has combined, committed $80 million to a progressive organization, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. We've been through this before. This is Zuckerberg. Chan, his wife Chan and Zuckerberg were the CTCL. These are the people who climbed all over election boards um, and put money, huge amounts of money, in mostly Democrat cities. The Audacious Project, part of the TED Foundation. You know what the TED Foundation is? I do. What's up with the TED Foundation, just briefly? They, they invite people to give little talks that are uh, for the elite thinkers in the le- in the world. Well, and are they elite lefty thinkers? It sounds like they're elete lefty thinkers to well, me. Well, of course they the are. The audacious, ah, the TED Talks. Progressivism, CTCL. So Clear Investigations goes on to talk about how Zuckerbucks landed in the laps of willing Democrat election people. Um, they minimize, they want their purposes to minimize in-person voting. Interestingly enough, the Brennan School for Justice has the same kind of idea. We go to the Brennan School for Justice. These are the, philanthrop- the philanthropist people, the big philanthropists. The Brennan School for Justice, one of their missions is to create no same-day voting. They don't want, they, they could trickle in. You Republicans can trickle in, bump into each other with your walkers and have a tea. But really what they need to do is have everybody vote at home, at the kitchen table, 
in mass. They need to know how many votes they need to get to win. Well, that's well. Unlike unlike Trump, who asked for them, <laughs> he said, "Can I get seven thousand? We only so they also add they ask for no ID. One of the projects is no ID to vote. You know, like we don't need no stinking badges. We don't know need to know who's voting. Can you imagine walking in and say, "Yeah, I want to vote." Uh, yeah, but you look like an American. Go ahead. Uh, just, just as this is, this is the school, uh, NYU is from NYU, the Brennan Center for Justice. They're all over the left, and they give just like Soros gives, and Gates and Zuckerberg. So this is big philanthropy people. I'm just under the paragraph called Justice. The Brennan, this is named after William Brennan, who was a Democrat, but he wasn't a radical like the Brennan School of Just for Justice. So this is under the paragraph Justice. We work to end mass incarceration and other criminal justice policies that target communities of color and to create a rational and effective justice system. Now, when we started hearing this term, people of color, did we realize that it only applied to people with a certain color? Does it, are there any beige people? Do beige people figure under the label of community of color? I think they're just talking about African-Americans. I mean, truth be told, that's what they're talking about. So this is what Soros does. Soros actually brags about this. And he says, mass incarceration is the injustice. This is the social injustice that we hear about. And just as we read the newspapers every day and see that there's a huge amount of violent criminal activity done by people of color, yet they don't want, they say 40%, this is a note I have, they say 40% of the prison population is locked up they're locked up for no reason. You know what I think of when I hear mass incarceration? I, I think of the police going into a city and locking up every black guy. Well, That's a mass incarceration. There are people who say that they're telling their kids to be careful of policemen. Oh, no, it's the police. Run. And then you run, and guess what happens? No, back in the day, they had a baton. They could really smack you on and the head. And the parents are t- teaching their children, the black children, to be polite if they <laughs> encounter a cop. You don't argue, and you do what they're told to do. Back in the day, when they told you to finish your plate and yeah. just and respect your elders, that, those days, right. and li- and listen to your teacher too. Those days, nineteen fifty. Jim, you're not that old. The Justice Program advances data-driven, innovative, practical legal reform. Seeks new empirical analysis. Really, empirical analysis, like when you pick up the page, the newspaper, whatever newspaper, and you see the murders and the people who are shot too, I mean, the victims, and they don't look like me and Jim, Jim or I, uh, then you start to say, well, what is that ratio, that racial ratio? But they said 40% belong out of prison. Their, their efforts are to empty the prisons. There are people who say, we don't want any prisons. Can you imagine a United States of America with no prisons? There would no, there'd be no United States. Well, I know how to do it. Every time they lock up a black guy for a crime, they ought to lock up a white guy. Because That's they, what they because want. Because he didn't do a crime. That's the, did you ever read The Bonfire of the Vanities? <laughs> Tom Wolfe wrote the book, The Bonfire of the Vanities, and they were just so lucky up in the Bronx when the, this white guy, this elite the Wall Street broker, uh, I think he, he hit, had a hit and run. So the whole book was about how to get justice. And the justice was to lock up the white guy. They need a white guy in the jail. So this is the Brennan School for Justice. This is George Soros' same thing. This is his theme. They want to make an equal and equitable distribution of jail time. Not even equitable. They want 40% of the prisons emptied. So our view is we can end mass incarceration when the broad public understands that mass incarceration exists. 
And so this is the big lie, ladies and gentlemen. Mass incar- there is a mass incarceration. You know why? Because there's massive crime. That's the equity. In fact, the Brennan School of Justice is in the equitable building, Slim Jim, in New York. It's in the it's in the equitable building. It must have been an equitable life insurance. Yeah, that or a bank. It's in the equitable building. They probably chose it because of the equity. So we should have just the same ratio of ethnicity. I mean, if we had some Sikhs, I think we need more Sikhs in jail, too. I don't think there's enough Sikhs. The guys with the the big yeah yeah, yeah. the turbans yeah. yeah and so uh, the mass incarceration exists it has crushing consequences social racial economic that we can end it without jeopardizing public safety really really so if we didn't arrest the people well, actually just in where was it Lakeland Florida two days ago three white teenagers killed um, by two black kids uh, one was twelve years old. I mean, there is injustice in the world, not the injustice they're envisioning. They envision a whole completely injustice. So the re- after, the, after the reforms, they, the reforms are to defund police, to get rid of the prisons, and that's the equity they see in justice. This is the Brennan Center for Justice. This is George Soros. This is the, the people, these are the people, who back the DAs in Philadelphia, in L.A., in New Orleans, in Chicago, People, this is this is deathly, deathly serious, and so we see Alan Bragg making a uh, a fumble on the ten yard line into a felony, where he wants to bring down the president of the United States. If he weren't funded by big philanthropy, this is at Brennan Center, this is Gates, this is actually Microsoft. When I open when I open Microsoft, is Microsoft listening to us, Jim? Oh, they might very well. They are overhearing this. I go to something that looks like you want. It wants you to. They give you dollars. They give you points to contribute to care. It starts with equal care. Remember, care packages overseas. Yeah. Well, now they want equity. They want equity in social justice to you for you to disseminate your dollars to care. How about the Ad Council? The Ad Council is pointing you in this direction. Microsoft points toward the big philanthropists, and that the equity of all human existence. This is the outrage, people. Outrage. Here's the last thing by Brennan. Brennan Center for Justice. They got a hunt. They got thirteen million dollars. Thirteen million dollars through this project by the Ad Council and Microsoft. What did they want to do? They want to change the safety of our streets. They want to overcome the elections. They don't want people showing ID. They want more in- interference in the schools. They want to have gender identity be prominent. They want to overcome our society. Ain't more simple than that. Ain't more simple than that, Jim. So we have the dupes. The people who are duped by these philanthropists are the dupes we want to defund. We want to defund the dupes of the big philanthropists. This is P. Norman Grant and Slim Jim. Whenever you get a chance, squeeze in another grapefruit agenda.